0: Hi, this is Marquise Hollywood Brown, and you're listening to 987 FM Arizona Sports Station. Heaves it deep for Hollywood. He's got it. It's a touchdown. Oh Mama! I always wanted to be here. Me and Kyla talked about
1: it where it actually happened. It's pretty crazy. I tell you what, when he stepped on the field the first day, his speed just jumped off the charts. I expect him to be a big part of this offense.
0: Oh. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals. Now, <laughs> All right, we detailed it yesterday, Wolf, how the Cardinals, for some reason, this will be the fourth straight year they've played the Carolina Panthers, and they are 0-3 in the previous three with uh, with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. So it's always kind of a different game when these two teams play for whatever reason. Now, you've got Kyler facing Baker Mayfield. That's a little bit different than the last few meetings with Carolina, obviously. And then you, you have to look at the fact that it's going to be probably pouring rain on sunday in charlotte that's what they're saying right now based on hurricane
2: ian of course and how that's going to break up at some point in time and they expect an awful lot of heavy rain on sunday yeah man so what does that tell you right away what needs to happen everybody <laughs> what has <laughs> to happen for yes what mal I thought we were going to say it on the count of three together. Oh, okay, here we oh, go. Well, one, well, I don't know what we're saying. Two, three. Run, run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't know it was run the
2: ball. How about that? I didn't know it was count of three. That was interesting right yeah. there. Crack the mic on you. know, One, two, three. Run the ball, everybody. That's
0: exactly we all, what. We all should have said it like that. Run
2: I, the ball. I think that's exactly what we're going to see as well. You know, this is one of the reasons why you've got to be prepared to do everything. You can't be one-dimensional in anything in the NFL. You have to be capable of doing
0: it all. Well, they're also missing a lot of players at the receiver position. Now, you can hear when Cliff talks that he's like, all right, we need Rondell Moore back for what we had planned to do without DeAndre Hopkins. Now, whether that... Is what's missing or not, uh, you know, I know a lot of people and myself included, honestly, look at this and say, OK, you had like five months this time to know DeAndre Hopkins wasn't going to be playing the first six weeks. Why isn't the offense going? But I do suspect Cliff would like to have Rondale Moore back as part of that. Um, they already are doing this without Antoine Wesley, who's not, you know, he's not one of their main guys, but he's a guy that was able to step in last year. You may be doing it without A.J. Green. He, that injury didn't look great uh, on Sunday. Wolf, here's Cliff yesterday talking about the, the possibility that you might not have A.J. Green against the Panthers.
1: I'm not sure exactly where, where it sits. It sounds like it's better news. It's a bone bruise, but I'm not sure um, if that's going to be this week or maybe next week when he's back.
0: Okay, bone bruise is better than it looked because he looked like he just couldn't even move to make a play. Yeah, It didn't look as bad as Sterling Shepard last night. That was just disheartening to see a guy running down the field, and then all of a sudden they're carting him off, and nobody touched him. It wasn't that. But it didn't look great when A.J. Green went down on Sunday.
2: No, it did not. And I would be surprised if A.J. Green plays in this game. All right, That's just so, my gut feeling on this left? right now with a bone bruise. I would be surprised. Now, again, nobody's told me that. That's pure speculation. Just uh, in the past, hearing bone bruise, um, I would be surprised
0: if he played. So if you just look at the Cardinals' depth chart, if you just, okay, who's, who's technically there at receiver? You've got uh, Wesley on IR, Hopkins suspended. more I'll say questionable, we haven't seen him at all. Yeah. I'm going to say A.J. Green. (laughs) I I tend to agree with you. Watching that game, even in real time on Sunday, I was like, well, they're not going to have him next week. I'm not a doctor, and even if I was, I can't prescribe through TV, but I don't think he's going to play. (laughs) So then you're down to Hollywood, Greg Dortch, and Andy Isabella.
2: (sighs) So, wait a minute, you know, now you've got Bocelli as
0: well. Yeah, well, he's him. already ahead of Isabella, just, it feels like. Right,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you're, man, a lot of 12 personnel. Here we go. I'm going to get my wish, I think. I mean, they've been at receiver for all year, anyway. Right, because mm-hmm. I, I think maybe even Rondell Moore, who knows. He comes back, he's going to get a shot. That would be nice to I get
0: think, Rondell Moore back.
2: You know, hearing whispers, once again, it's not like I'm you're breaking news or anything like that, but hearing whispers that he's getting better quickly. So that actually makes me feel that maybe Rondell Moore is going to be a question mark, maybe a game-time decision, and maybe he'll play. That'd be fantastic to, to get Rondell back out
0: there. Well, and they also asked Cliff yesterday if, uh, if Andy Isabella could be the guy to step up. If AJ Green's out, yeah, I mean he—he he, like I've talked about, he had a really
1: nice preseason, and um, we'll see where it goes um, this week. I don't know Rondo's status yet, but he, he's got to get back at some point, be a big part of this offense until Hop comes back, and, and then we can can have all our weapons. But um, you know, I think we have trust in Andy, and, and uh, we'll see how the week goes. I'm
0: not trying to put words in Cliff's mouth right there, but. He was asked if Andy Isabella could step in with A.J. Green. And his response was, he had a really good preseason. Okay, well, that was a month ago. And then he was like, hopefully we get Rondale Moore back. Eventually, we're getting DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah, That, right. to me, that's basically how I would have answered the question of, Andy Isabella, yeah, he was really good in the preseason last month. Now, when are my other receivers coming back? Yeah. Like, Andy is going to have to make plays in the regular season. I hope he does it. And they may need him to do it again this week. But you got to make plays in the regular season,
2: too. Yeah, and once again, the Carolina Panthers, too. This is the one thing about it. It is shaping up where you want, if you're playing the Carolina Panthers this Sunday in Carolina under a sky that is going to be pouring down rain, you better be able to run the ball. You better be a team that can actually line up and run the ball because the Carolina Panthers, as well, that's the strength of their defense is the secondary. That is the strength of this defense is their pass defense. Um, It's not like they get a ton of pressure on an opposing quarterback. It's not like they're, they're creating all of these sacks on an opposing quarterback. They are not. But they're really, really good in coverage for the most part. As a matter of fact, they're number nine in passing yards per play allowed. Number nine. They get good pressure. Brian Burns, as I said, this is a guy coming off the edge, and then you've got Jeremy Chin, who's playing safety, very very good, and Dante Jackson is a good corner as well. J.C. Horn is another corner. They they've got a good. I remember secondary. wanting
0: him on the Cardinals. A they while got back.
2: a good secondary, man. So everything is shaping up right now where this is going to be a slugfest. All
0: right, well, then if it's going to be a slugfest, the other side of the ball for the Cardinals, and I'm I'm. I don't have the mental capacity to try and figure out what's going to happen with Isaiah Simmons uh, today. Maybe I'll try again tomorrow. Zavin Collins, though, got hurt in that game on Sunday, so Cliff gave an update on him.
1: I think Zayvon should should be okay. Um, we'll see how he feels on Wednesday, but, but it didn't seem to be too serious today when I saw him.
0: Look, I get that, that Zavins had some growing pains on the field, but realistically, Wolf, they need him out there. I mean, this is how your team is constructed to have Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons out there, and I know when you are trying to win now, there is there's some hesitance to be like, okay, let's let this guy have his growing pains and it costs us games in the regular season. That's not the case with Zaven dealing with an injury, but I'm just calling bigger picture i I mean, I'm running Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons out there on Sunday. You have to right <sighs>
2: I want to say yes, Luke. Of course, you, you definitely have to. And uh, Zaven Collins, and I said this yesterday, but it's a truth. Um, Zavin Collins, I, I do believe he is getting better. There's no, no doubt in my mind that Zavin Collins is getting better. But man, I got to tell you, those, those two plays really have impacted me, especially the play where Ben Skoranek, the wide receiver, turned fullback. Totally iso him.
0: Well, that's they why ISO'd we're even him. talking about an injury, Zayvon Collins, yeah. and he got hurt. You know. but, but what are your better options? You know, with all due respect to everybody else on the roster, it's not like you're looking around and saying, "Well, uh, should we bring in Micah Parsons?" For just, we're just going to stick with the guys we have. You know what I mean? Like you, this, you've constructed your team in a way where Zayvon Collins is playing, and Isaiah Simmons, I thought, was playing. Yeah, it's just interesting that we're going into the week four game and and, and Zaven's dealing with an injury and, and I'm like, yeah, they got to get him back. <laughs> they got to have well, Zayden
2: Collins is going to play. Yeah,
0: but that's just just my thought. Whereas going into week one, if they were like, hey, we're not sure if Zavin's going to play, I'd have been like, well, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but now I feel like we've seen flashes of it at least. Uh, and you're facing a team that's going to run, and you're going to be playing in a downpour.
2: Zaven Collins has got to realize that he's in a dogfight. Every time you walk in between those white lines, it's a brawl. It's a full on brawl. And you got to fight.
0: Uh, all right, we come back. When's the future of Jay Crowder in the Valley? And how are his teammates, slash maybe former teammates, dealing with the uh, the news he won't be there, at least to camp? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It sounds
3: like every day is the same
0: Of the many reasons that this has been an eventful off season for the Phoenix Suns was all the Kevin Durant hype. We never talked about him on this show, did we? We were uh, we were totally immune to that. We never brought up Katie. Um, let me no. Oh, okay. Uh, we did. Oh, we did. All right. Uh, and then also now, of course, the plot twist with uh, potentially not even potentially. I mean, let's. Let's just call it what it is. Jay Crowder's not going to be on this team, right? Or or something's going to have to really change. Like, what is the path to Jay Crowder still being on this team? Maybe Let's start there. They can't make a good trade for him in the next couple (laughs) weeks, and they go to Jay, and they're like, look, dude, let's figure out a way. I mean, I'm guessing they want him to be their sixth man. Yeah. Is that really the worst thing in the world? If it's just that? If there's more to it, then, okay, maybe we don't know, but... If it's just, hey, Cam's going to start, you're going to be the sixth man. Sixth man on this team plays a huge role. You know, when I heard some of the players
2: talking about it, I kind of got the feeling that that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I got the feeling that it was the fact that, you know, for whatever reason, it, it wasn't personal. It's not personal. It's more professional. And what I mean by that is, okay, it's just something Jay Crowder disagrees with. It's not a personal thing. It's not like suddenly he's at odds personally with Monty Williams or he's at odds with James Jones personally. It's more professionally, which tells me philosophically. So, okay, maybe that's what it is. Jay Crowder, you're going to be our sixth man. And, of course, Cam Johnson is going to be our starter.
0: But, you know, even when we had Kellen on yesterday... And and he sort of uh, intimated that as well. And we were talking about, okay, what could you possibly get for Jay Crowder? Because let's be real here. If we know that Jay Crowder wants out, and this is not new. This started back on August 1st, remember? Same day that Marcus Golden was tweeting stuff out, Jay Crowder was tweeting stuff out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so this is not new to anybody who's paying attention. And I'm guessing every other NBA exec is paying attention, so what are you really going to get for Jay Crowder? And if you move him for very little in terms of somebody that can help your team this year, who's the other guy in your top six, right? I mean, this is you need Jay Crowder to play A fairly prominent role on this team. So I just, I wonder where this is all going because it sure seems like it's inevitable. He's getting dealt and you're going to be, somebody else is going to be here playing. But who is that somebody else if everybody else knows you have to deal, Jay Crowder?
2: Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't know what you're getting ready to fire off right there, but do you have Monty Williams talking about Jay Crowder? Because I, I thought that was kind of revealing. Yeah.
3: He brought a, a number of intangibles to the team. I think all of our guys would speak in that way about him. At the same time, these things happen, you know, and you have to transition and move forward. I totally am behind James and how we are handling this. And, again, all the stuff that went on behind the scenes will remain private. But I, I think all of our guys
0: learned a ton from from being around Jay. Ah. We ended last season with its internal and we're starting this season with it will remain private. Uh, the intangibles. We get to know?
2: The intangibles though, he talks about that right there and all the things that Jay Crowder of course brings to a basketball team. That was not the cut I was looking right, for.
0: You though. want the longer one? I have one talking about dealing with Jay Crowder privately.
3: Yes. Okay. No different than James. Um We ended the season not knowing that this was going to be the outcome, but I see it as an opportunity for us. Like James said, our guys have been in the gym because we've been off for so long, getting ready, uh, not knowing that this outcome would be upon us. And we did have private conversations, and those things will remain private. Uh, Just because I want our guys to know that anytime something comes up, They know that they can be themselves, and they're never going to hear it out in public, at least from me. That's how we've always operated, James and myself, from day one. uh, We've had a number of issues that have come up. I mean, you're going to lead a team for three years and go through the bubble and COVID and playoff runs and playoff hurts. You're going to have some issues, but those things are going to always remain private. And we have a a deep appreciation for uh, our players, their families, and their friends. And we want them to know that they're always going to be safely guarded publicly whenever something comes up. See, that just seems right there, you know, once
2: again, you know, maybe there was just this philosophical difference as to, to your point, Jay Crowder starting. Maybe that's what he meant by opportunity. I wrote that down when I heard that first. It was opportunity to what? And for what? What's the opportunity? We, we had an opportunity. An opportunity to what? Get Cam Johnson in as a starter and um, put Jay Crowder onto the bench? That was the opportunity we wanted to do, and we
0: thought we had an opportunity, and then it didn't materialize. Well, this is the part that you have to be careful with because it's very easy to look and say, hey, Cam Johnson, he's ready. He's ready to be a starter. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. But you have you can't twist the math up and be like, so we're we're adding Cam Johnson as a starter. Cam Johnson was on your team already. Yeah. So if you're if if you're losing Jay Crowder, what are you getting back? You can't tell me, okay, well, we had Jay Crowder, but now we're getting Cam Johnson. You already had Cam Johnson. You had Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder. So it can't just be well we're losing Jay Crowder. And and I don't think that's their, their mentality. But if you're going to not have him, and maybe they have no choice. I mean, it kind of seems like he just wants out. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to have to find a way to add something, aren't you? Or you took a step back.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, listen, um again, I could understand it if Jay Crowder's like, no, I I, I want to be a starter. I don't want to come off the bench. I want to be a starter. It seems odd to me that he would dig his heels on that. I have to think it there's seems, more, Yeah, honestly. right, exactly. It seems odd to me that he would do that. But I thought it was interesting. Opportunity. What, what was the opportunity that you guys saw? What was it?
0: This, this is partially why I have to think there's more to it. Maybe there isn't. Jay Crowder last year played about 20 minutes a game. Cam Johnson played a little over 26. So is it as simple as, hey, Jay, you're going to be playing a little over 26 and Cam's going to be playing 28 now? Because if it's that, there's no possible way he wants out of here over that. There's got to be more to it. Hey, you're going to play a minute and a half less? Really? Yeah. That's what. The, there has to be more to it than that, especially because he seems to get along with Cam Johnson. In fact, they did ask uh, Cam Johnson if he's surprised about Jay's decision this off season. That's the thing that you learn most about being in the NBA is that people will, um, guys will do what's best for them, and you know, at a cer- uh, to a certain extent, guys should. You know, you're your your best advocate. You're your own advocate, and if that's a career move that he feels he needs to make, you know, as as a teammate, you 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 know you want what's best for your guys. You want what's best for your boys. There's no bad blood between Jay and I. Jay has looked out for me over the past couple of years. He's taught me a lot. He's shown me a lot. Um, and he's somebody that I could you know always call and be like, "What do you see there in this? Talk to him. Talk to me. Um, how do you guard this? What is your you know what is your advice on this?" So at the end of the day, I feel it's it's just business. It's him trying to do what's best for his career. Yeah, I believe that that what? part where he thinks he could still call him because we've seen Jay Crowder give other teams advice that he used to play on when they're playing, yeah. remember?
2: Yeah, right. But once again, what, what is this all about? What are they asking James, what are they asking Jay Crowder to do? You know, <laughs> just listening to him once again, it's the only answer that seems to resonate at all. And that is You know what? Cam Johnson was going to start and get more playing time. Yeah,
0: but it's not
2: that much. That's what he was, you know,
0: well. I mean, just because in the NBA, you're six guys playing.
2: I know. Even in the playoffs, Jay Crowder, if he's the sixth man, is going to be playing. Hey, who's on the floor in the last five minutes? Who's on the floor? Jay
0: Crowder, if he's 7 for 7 from 3, and not Jay Crowder, if he's 0 for 7 from 3. But that doesn't change if he's starting or not. <laughs> like, if he's hitting his shots, he's out there. If not, he is, uh, he's not. Text us your thoughts to the Fandle text line at 620, 620 right now. We come up. All right, what's uh, coming up next now for the Cardinals? What do they have to change now going into week four against the Carolina Panthers? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is Marcus Golden, and you're listening to 98.7
3: FM, Arizona Sports Station. Sets up, gets hit by Golden, the ball is coughed up,
1: Golden picks it up. You can hear him chirping the entire practice, and if he sees somebody that's not bringing the same intensity to a drill, to let him know. Playing
3: with a bunch of dogs, man, a bunch of tough guys that just love football. I'm looking forward to bringing that dog mentality back. Guys flying around, making plays. His nickname
0: is Junk. His Junk Her Dog, I guess.
3: Woo! Marcus Golden
0: back! real oh, good. Wolf and Luke Talk Cardinals. Now. Crossroads game coming up here. Well, for me I know every NFL game has a lot of meaning to it, but let's just play this out for a second. If you lose to Carolina, you're 1 and 3. It doesn't feel like a whole lot's going right. You're coming home to host Philadelphia where everything's going right. Yeah. If you beat Carolina, all right, you're two and two, and you're two weeks away from getting DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about how like it just feels like a fork in the road for this season. No, you're right. It's early.
2: It's still early in the season. It is. You know me. the The four game sample size. That's how I break up a season. Four games, and here it is. Here comes game number four. And if you tell me somehow, some way, the Arizona Cardinals two and two, if they could win this game against Carolina in Carolina and be two and two, think of how they played so far. What a disappointment their offense has been so far. And you're going to tell me they're two and two without D Hop? Um, I. I'd take that and run yeah, well, all that's, day long. That's
0: it, because you can see the team and say that they don't pass the eye test of a playoff team right now, obviously. And that matters. But ultimately, the record is what matters, you know, <laughs> like if, for, if you watch that game against the Rams on Sunday and you're like, OK, well, the Rams don't look that much better than the Cardinals right now. But the Rams got the win. So no. at the end of the season, they're not going to be like, well, but the Cardinals looked OK in these games, but they didn't look good in these games. So here's your adjusted record. It is your record. And if you can beat Carolina and you should be able to beat Carolina, although you never seem to be able to beat Carolina, but you should be able to beat them. There you are. You're 2-2, two and two, and you're two weeks away from DeAndre Hopkins. It's the Hopkins thing that makes everything so weird this year, because that that's looming of, you, we should get this jolt. You don't want to be overly reliant on that. It, it, you, you can't, you can't know. have that mindset of like, oh, Hopkins will come back, and we'll just start winning every game. Right. But he is coming back. Well, you did see what happened, though. When <laughs> Seriously. Right?
2: You did see what happened when they were off there, look. They were 7-0. Um. So maybe I still have got a little <laughs> bit of that, that I've think got a We whole, all have a little got, bit of. It. I think maybe there is a little bit there that's I'm like maybe yeah maybe maybe it's just the fact that he clears things up so
0: much for Kyler. Okay, but he's not going to play forever. Like it's, <laughs> I, know. It's, it's, I mean, if if it's really that much of a difference, I know. if he goes out there in week seven and they're still slogging along offensively, and then in week seven they put up forty points. You may as well just give him a lifetime contract after the game because you can't figure out your offense without him.
2: Okay, listen, we all understand the Arizona Cardinals have got to prove that they can win, okay? They can win. Um, they've got to prove that above all else. But having said that, what's next? Like, what is the next start, the next thing you want to see from this team? I, I For me, I just want to see them be competitive early in a game. Well, it's I, all I think
0: about the stars. Realistically, you're, you hit it right there. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't find any more stats to detail. And if, quite honestly, nobody should have to find any stats to detail how much of a difference that makes. You can't start the way the Cardinals are starting and expect to have any sustainable success. You just broke it down to tape talk before. You come out, you go three and out. You have your punt blocked against the Rams. How do you expect to win that game? And yet they could have. But how do you really expect to win that game if you're saying, okay, we're going to play this team. It's like running a race. Okay, a 100-yard dash. We're going to let the other runners start at like 30 yards in, though. Yeah. Just to make it tougher on ourselves sure. for no reason. Yes. So you're you're right. I mean, it's, I came up with another answer, but you're right. It's so
2: difficult right now. But again, the Arizona Cardinals have got to prove. they got to prove they can actually get off to a quick start. And do it in all three phases, Luke. Offensively, defensively, and in transition with special teams. They've got to prove they can actually get off to fast starts. That's number one. And what does that look like, by the way? You know what it looks like not being down 14 nothing after the
0: first quarter? It, it is crazy when you go back and look at last season. And I did this for, to try and pull up that stat we were looking for yesterday. The Cardinals weren't just winning all those games. They were up 10 nothing, 14-3. Oh, yeah. like they were up substantially in every game. And I I get that you can't expect that every week unless you are Buffalo or Kansas City or whoever. That, that But... They were doing it last year. So we are seeing the extreme of last year. The Cardinals just up on everybody. And now this year, they never they didn't even scored in the first quarter. They yes. didn't point in the first quarter yet this
2: season. Yes, listen. Um, the second thing I actually wrote down as to what I want to see. What is next for the Arizona Cardinals? Other than winning, of course, um, what is next? I want to see them run the ball. I want to see them run the ball, and I want to see it situationally. Especially situationally. Now, what do I mean by that, basin situationally? For me, um, short yardage. Short yardage and goal line. That they become a physical short yardage and goal line. Oh, we're getting short yardage and goal line. We're going to hammer you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to line up and we're going to hammer you. I want to see a mentality like that. I want to see him run the ball well in short yardage and goal line situations. That's number one. Situationally, number two, the red zone. Man, this is every good red zone team in the National Football League can run the ball in the red zone.
0: It's what makes them good. They could last year. They just aren't really doing it.
2: Exactly. Yes, they did. They ran the ball in the red zone very, very well. You need balance above all else. You can't be one-dimensional. That's
0: why you paid James Conner, was because inside the five, he'll get you in the end zone.
2: Exactly. Uh, Not just inside the five, but... Running the ball in the red zone. Well, but Once I'm just again, still thinking about the Sunday. Plus 20 getting in, man. You gotta be able to do it. Keep that defense guess- uh, guessing. Make those windows bigger for Kyler to throw the ball when you do.
0: Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, when he was on with us yesterday, talked about how his team responds to adversity. Because this would be number one on my list. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they understand it's it's early in the season.
1: I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We we know what happened last year, and I'd much rather be facing it right now than get to the end of the season like last year and have it and, and you know limp into the playoffs and and not really have a chance. So hopefully, we learn from it, and I think it can it can make us a better team, and, and we can build off of it. Um, Got to get to two and two this first month, and then see where it can go.
0: The only way they're going to flip the script on the last, really the last couple of years, but I would just say last year specifically because it was so extreme, Wolf, is responding to adversity because that's what we didn't see last year. Hey, everything's going great. Oh, we lost to Green Bay. Okay, we're okay. Lost Hopkins, lost a couple games. We're just done. That was last year. There was no response to adversity because for the first three months of the season, they didn't really have any adversity other than you know, a couple injuries. This year... They've got adversity right out of the
2: gates. Yeah, but you know what? It's the reason why I was so jacked up. What happened in Vegas in that second half? Yes, that was was adversity.
0: Some resiliency. I mean,
2: there you get—you're down twenty to nothing. You look dead in the water, especially coming off the game that you played against the Chiefs in Week One, and you come back and win that game in overtime. I. Man, that was why the Rams game was so important. I don't want to go back and revisit that all over again. But if you tell me somehow, someway, they're sitting there at 2-2 two and two after four weeks based on how they've played, then I'm going to put that in a positive column.
0: But Yes, definitely. But that only matters if you're getting better behind the scenes, right? If it's just like, well, hey, we, we're just going to survive all can season. I, can I just say... <laughs> <laughs>
2: for this game
0: coming home? No, just win this I game. Care. I don't care. yes. but I'm. I I'm I don't care no, win, you. win Just win the game. game. I don't care right. if you win 3-2 right. on Sunday. Go. Good. But I'm saying it's only going to matter at the end of the season if you're getting better behind right. the scenes. Otherwise, yes. your best case is going to be the team yes. that maybe sneaks in and gets smoked <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. All right, we come back. Uh, I'm not over the Suns. Game 7 loss to the Mavericks on May 15th of 2022. Are they... That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, Wolf, it has taken four months and 12 days. And look, I'll get over the loss to Dallas. That's fine when when, when the season starts, okay? Once the season starts, I'm over last year. For the Suns. Yeah, but it starts against the Mavericks. That's fine. Well, <laughs> they're and beat Dallas. Not a coincidence.
2: You tell if they lose that game, no, I, I'm going yeah. to be fired no, no, up for
0: being 0-1 uh, if they lose that one. But we never well, going to live and die with every loss over an 82-game season. It's going to be a long year. Nothing is over! Um, all right, so but we really haven't gotten a whole lot of answers. Because it's not, hey, the Suns had a really good season, but they lost in the second round. No, don't. That's not that. If, you, if you're a Suns fan, you know it's so much more than that. It's the Suns had a really good season. They owned Dallas. They were up 2-0 in the series. And then they really never looked like the Suns again, except for in Game 5 when they blew Dallas out and then just fell apart the last two games. So, Monty Williams... What exactly happened at the end of that Dallas series? I, I'm pretty consistent and have been.
3: Like, I just didn't have our guys ready to play. That falls on me. I will never go back on that. You know, I. when you look at the numbers, you look at the film, you look at the situation, that falls on me. And I'm, I'm not saying that to use that fake humility nonsense that, you know, often comes up. I just, that's the only thing I could go back to. We missed shots. They played really well but everything was in our favor to have a Game 7 on your floor after the season we had. At the same time, I was not going to, going to allow that game to define us. As James said, it was a disappointment, but the season wasn't disappointing. And I, I had to... You know, flush that, if you will, and remember all the good stuff that uh, we did last year and, and, and do my best, along with the staff, to try to improve
0: upon that. Always pull at least one, and usually two or three, interesting points out of something Monty Williams says. But what he said in there where that can't define us, boy, that's so spot on, Wolf, because let's, let's just fast forward to the playoffs this year, okay? If the Suns get down in a series... They're going, to be the label, they're going to be labeled as that team that fell apart in the playoffs last year. And that's fine. They did. They absolutely fell apart. But they also went to the NBA Finals the year before. You know what I mean? So that's, that really shouldn't be their identity, but it will be if they're not careful.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You actually pulled that from what he said right there because, for me, I just can't get over his personal responsibility. He is so accountable. Monty Williams is, is so accountable, it's almost laughable. And I love the fact he actually pointed to the fake humility. Yeah. Because there are like guys out there. Out. Yeah. There are guys out there that have this fake humility. They say something to you, but they don't really mean it. They they may act as though they are their harshest critic, but they don't really do it. And Monty Williams, when you listen to Monty Williams, he speaks from the soul. He does. And what he said right there, the personal responsibility, he believes it. I didn't put my guys in a position to be successful, to win the game. I I love his accountability above all else. And it's one of the reasons why I believe that is alive and well inside that son's locker room. Accountability, personal responsibility for your actions and what you did and who you are and where you went
0: wrong uh more from money williams naturally he was going to be asked about covid potentially impacting them at the end of the season
3: i i can't speak to that um nor am i i don't even think i can legally speak on that it's a medical situation i i can't speak on that but i will say this they beat us you know they, they, they they handily beat us in the game seven um They took care of home court. There were some blowouts. Guys played well, but they beat us. You know, I'm a no excuses, no explanation person. I don't have any excuses about that particular game or that series.
0: Yeah, you know, you just pointed it out, Wolf. Monty Williams not not fake humility. Monty Williams saying I didn't have my guys ready. And I'm sure. Look, I'm not doubting him. They, They weren't ready. Um, we can have that debate again. Is <laughs> it the coach's job to get guys ready? But it looked like more than just them not being ready. It looked like we can't hit a shot. Oh my gosh, we won 64 games this year and we're going to be eliminated. What do we do? Let's just miss every layup. Yeah. That's what it looked like.
2: Yeah, you know, once again, Monty Williams, yes, the accountability. I'm with you on that. But it's almost like reading between the lines. You could say, of course I had a COVID case. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, right I, I don't doubt that. You know, of course they were dealing with it. Just after listening to his answer on that He's one, like I can't answer again. You that's and I won't me answer you reading between the lines, but the easy answer is what? No, that that was never a never an issue. Uh, if if that was the case, that COVID was never an issue. That's the answer. Yeah. Oh, that no that.
0: That had nothing That's, to do with it.
2: That had nothing to do, exactly. Except it. it it's did so have easy to say to that. He it.
0: didn't. Uh, Chris Paul, he was asked if he regrets anything about that series. Because remember, Chris Paul stopped looking like Chris Paul in game three of that series. It wasn't game seven, it was game three for Chris Paul.
3: Not really, honestly. Um, I haven't thought about it too much. At some point, I'll probably um, get back to like watching the, the film. Maybe watching it, maybe not. You know what I mean? But. Uh, I hate to keep saying the same thing over and over, but for me this summer, it was like putting that time in with, 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 with my family.
0: Yeah, don't go back and watch it, Chris. Uh, I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not going to tell Chris Paul how to, to, to navigate his career except this one time. Don't go back and watch game seven against the Mavericks. There's no reason to. Chris Paul knows whatever happened behind the scenes or if it was COVID related or if they just weren't ready or if everything snowballed when they fell down. Whatever it is, Chris Paul knows you don't need to go back and watch that trash. But don't you want to, Chris? No. I mean, honestly, when it comes right
2: down to it, don't you want to? A dark room. Take it. it just you sitting take, in a dark room. Take it from somebody the who the did watch it. <laughs> you don't need to you watch know, it. No light There's nothing to get out of it. Except for the, the light coming out of the projector, Matt. Whatever kind of projector you might
0: have now. Whatever it is that you watch. Like that tape. scene from Miracle where you know, he's getting I, ready to coach the team and he just has the projector. And, I was
2: know. literally just thinking it.
0: <laughs> See, I said it before I mean, Maloney could even say it. You,
2: it's almost like, you know, the, the light, of course, that comes from a projector. I know nobody watches tape that way anymore, but don't you want to? Wouldn't you want to? Just
0: you in a dark room?
2: Or like, have you. a flashlight just below your chin.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably the better way to watch Game 7. You just tell the story around the campfire. Can you
2: imagine that right there? You got the cap pulled low, man, and the (laughs) flashlight.
0: I would rather watch film of somebody else watching film than watch Um, film of Game 7 ever Watch it. Whatever you do, make sure you're alone. Um, I haven't heard this answer yet. I almost hesitate to play it now because he's not fun and happy, D.A., but they asked D.A. if he reflects back on on that Game 7 against the Mavericks at all.
3: Sometimes. I mean, we watch the games and... And it was a lot it was a lot going on, and, you know,
0: that was the outcome of it, and, you know, everything just just convoluted a little bit. He sounds okay, like he's watching okay. it with a flashlight under his chin. So, <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah, he sounds like he's in a well somewhere. <laughs> Somebody
2: get me out of at here. At the bottom of a well <laughs> with a flashlight under his chin. Look, um, did anybody stop and said, D.A., you... What's wrong
0: with you? <laughs> did did anyone say that? Are to him? you okay? I, I mean DA, seriously, you sound like we all felt after I, game 7. He, it's so different
2: and disparate to me at least to what we've we've heard from DA in the past at media days. Um Wait, did anyone ask him? D.A., did something happen I, in your life? Why, why do yeah. you sound so melancholy?
0: I know people are, are trying to spin it the other way of, well, he's all business this year. And that's great if he wants to be all business. Hey, that's listen, great. I'm all uh, bored with that one right there. But I was only half joking before when I said that doesn't mean he can't be happy off the court. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's telling D.A., hey, the only way you can win is if you're miserable all the time, that's not going to no, work. No, He's not going to keep that up all
2: year, no, and he shouldn't. No, no, you don't want to do that, D.A. You want to be miserable on the court. <laughs> you want to be, when you walk in between those lines, suddenly, you're miserable. And you're angry, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, my young grasshopper.
0: I will say though, he he really is all of us after Game Seven last year, isn't he? Because okay, Chris, Chris, did you watch anything Game Seven last year? No, you know maybe I'll get to it, and maybe I won't. I don't know. Well, Da, did you uh, did you do you watch uh, any any reflection back on Game Seven?
3: Sometimes I mean, rewatch <laughs> the games, and and it was a lot. there was a lot going on, and you know that was the outcome of it, and you know everything just. Just discombobulated a little bit. He sounds just, like me after the game.
2: I, I hear Allison Chains behind him right now. I, I hear Soundgarden. I, I hear grunge being played
0: behind him right now. Man. Everybody um, asked, okay, how does he react if he gets paid? Did anybody have... He doesn't sound happy. The I mean, it was like you never know what a guy does when he gets paid. Is he going to go out there? Is he going to try harder? Is he going to be complacent? Is you know, is this going to happen? That going to happen? I'm he, he Doesn't does he hate Listen, media I'd, I'd, I'd,
2: I don't know, but I'm just hoping right now. What is this? this is signaling a change? You all knew me one way. Oh no! Get ready.
0: Yeah, but I, I like the old da. DA's. I like da. Well, like that was I, one of my favorite DA parts about this team. It,
2: but still, uh, you know, if that's what it takes for him to get it right on the court and realize that um, it's not a party on the floor, it's a test. Hey, listen, I. You know what? Honestly, I never played a game. Basin Onions, I never played in a game. I took a lot of tests. Because every time I walked inside those white lines, it wasn't a game to me. It was a test. Are you as tough as your father? Because we're going to find out.
0: Their next game isn't for three weeks, though. Unless he really doesn't like the Adelaide 36ers. Maybe that's it. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.